Hello, welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where myself, Natasha Newton, artist and illustrator, and me, Mel Chadwick, illustrator and designer, will be chatting about running a creative business. Each episode, we'll be diving into a different topic that has come up in our own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both the ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that you'll also find useful. Join us for episode eight as we chat about running workshops and teaching both in person and online. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Mel. So today we're going to be talking about teaching and teaching our art to others. But I think you, Natasha, are probably going to ask me questions about this. Yeah, I think on this topic, you're much more experienced than I am. So I think we're going to turn it around today and I'm actually going to be asking you most of the questions and you're going to be sharing all of your experiences with us. Yeah, go for it. I'm ready. Okay, so um, I have a few questions for you. Um, I think we'll start with um, if you could tell us the different ways in which you teach art so we can get an idea of all of the different routes we could take um, if we wanted to embark on this. Brilliant. Okay, so I teach a number of different ways, different classes. So I run something I call sketch walks. So they are basically... Uh, taking a small group of people around. In my case, it's Paul Flevin or Mullion Cove. We are looking at our surroundings and we're drawing what's in front of us and we're walking at the same time. Another kind of workshop I do is sketchbook workshops where we just go through a series of themes and each week we'll look at that theme in depth and I will share ideas as to how you can capture a subject, mostly drawing from life. Drawing from what's in front of you is very different to just drawing from a photo and it kind of really helps you learn about what's in front of you and how, how to draw and capture it. I've also or have been working with a flower shop over the last year and have been running workshops within her shop in Port Flevin. It's actually called In Bloom. It's a beautiful flower shop. I'm hoping that we may be able to start that again soon if we have a limited number of people. But the idea was that I would run the workshop in the space and the subject that we would be looking at would be flower related because there are flowers all around you. You've got inspiration on tap. And so we thought actually that would be a really good thing to pair up and do something together. Then also teach private classes, so like one-to-one, and that's until the lockdown that would have been in person, and then like small group classes as well. Since the lockdown, I've been doing Zoom classes, and that's taken um, my workshops on a whole different level and um, getting used to teaching through a screen. It's very different to teaching when the person is in front of you. So I've been doing something called a sketching party. I will supply all the subjects. I have two camera setups and I give them lots of timed exercises, warm-ups, just getting people relaxed and drawing. And it's very fun as well. So I've just actually finished after doing it for, I think I ran it for about 15 weeks straight. Wow. <laughs> so since, since the lockdown started, I... I 
just ran this class. I suppose that was really good for people as well to help them feel a little bit less alone and more connected with other people during lockdown. Yeah. And also what was really nice was that I would get families all booking on. So I would get, you know, obviously it was one screen for them, but I would have the whole family come together and draw together. And I had messages from folks saying, I've never done that before, not with all my family. You know, so that was really lovely. Like they were able to draw with their kids or even their partner. And it was just so nice to receive messages saying, I've never done that before. And we all really enjoyed it. And it just shows how drawing, I think, is for anyone who wants to give it a go. You don't have to be a master at it or a professional. You can you can just be someone who wants to see something in a different way or, or try a different skill. So that's, I would say, was my approach with, with teaching is that um, I try to really say it's for everyone. Drawing is for everyone. There shouldn't be a barrier that stops you from creating or um, putting pen to paper. Yeah, I think that's a really important message. And my mum recently has started um, sketching a little bit. Oh, brilliant. And I really like what she's doing, but she's very critical of herself at the moment, which I think we all are when we first start. Well, it continues. (laughs) (laughs) I think think we're often critical anyway. But yeah, especially when you first start. But um, yeah, I'm trying to tell her that, you know, um, we all had to start somewhere once. Yeah. And we all went through that stage. And if you just continue on, you will actually find so much joy in it, I think. And I think this is the lovely thing about teaching is that you are actually spreading that joy of art to other people and, and helping them to feel that they they can do it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And when when you're in a group of people and a lot of them, perhaps, you know, they, they aren't professional artists it makes you feel a little bit braver as well doesn't it because you're all doing it together yeah yeah I sometimes work with um organizations or gardens you know a year ago I was working with Heligan Garden which involved leading a group around the garden and we drew all the different flowers and objects that we saw around the garden it was just a really nice way to connect with nature and with what was in front of us. Kind of marries up so well with being in a garden space because, you know, when you're in a garden, you just want to look at everything around you. Well, just imagine taking a sketchbook with you. You'll enjoy it even more because you're able to record what's in front of you and you're able to draw the shapes. and Yeah, and you're really looking, aren't yeah, you? When really you're looking. painting or drawing, you're yeah. really looking. Yeah. yeah, and you're slowing yourself down. And that is a real benefit of sketching and sketching what's in front of you. Yeah. So I think in a way this is becoming even more important in this day and age to do something like this because all of our lives are so hectic and we're not really taking that time to just stop and look. Yeah. And because you are looking intently at what's in front of you, it almost then switches off the brain, you know, from all of those thoughts that you might have been thinking about it switches it off because you are so focused on what's in front of you it does I find art is so useful for that yeah if you have one of those brains where you know everything is whizzing around constantly and you're overthinking things if you really get into painting or drawing you're just thinking about that and that's fantastic so when and 
why did you start um, offering workshops and lessons? What made you decide to do it? I graduated from uni and then moved back to Wales and I took a an evening course. It was called Education and Training. It was called an ETO1 course and it was basically preparing me for teaching, teaching adults. It was like just a little bit of info and help in how to organise, you know, lesson planning and what your aims and objectives are. So that was really good to actually just have a little bit of grounding. Although naturally, I've always been good at telling people <laughs> what to do. I think not in a in a really bossy way, although if you talk to my younger siblings, they might disagree with that. <laughs> but I've I've always been like, you know, the one to take the initiative with with my brothers and sisters because I've been the eldest child I remember I used to take them into the shed that we had and <laughs> teach them in that environment which is very strange at the age of seven or eight so maybe you were always meant to be doing this then <laughs> well I think it's also my parents my my mum is has been a college professor and my dad um, has been a teacher all his life. Oh, I see. It's in your blood. <laughs> yeah, he was a headmaster as well. And oh, um, was he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been brought up in a in a home of teachers, and you know, they actually thought that I would become a teacher, but I always felt I I wanted to do art. So, so you're marrying both worlds. Then you're marrying the art world with the teaching world now, and it it seems like it's something that you were almost born to do in a way. <laughs> well, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess I guess so. Um, you know, sometimes you rebel against those kind of things, but yeah, I le- definitely now I I do realise actually it's. I can do it then I need to do it we moved from where we were in Wales we moved to Hong Kong and that was a massive move for me and my husband um but whilst I was there the first six months I wasn't allowed to do anything because of the dependent visa that I was on and then the rules changed which meant that I could and I kind of stumbled across this art centre called Chameleon Art Workshop, which is run by an expat from the UK. She's still out there. Her name's Elle McCall. She uh, took me on as one of her teachers for her art school. And the we used to go into international schools after school time and teach them a range of art subjects. And that was a really fun introduction to actually teaching art in a school, but not with all of the baggage that sometimes comes with having to work to a curriculum. It was just really lovely to be able to do that. And I really benefited from that experience. I then also trained as a kinder music teacher as well whilst I was there and then started teaching music to babies. Basically, we had babies up to the age of five. It was called Kinder Music by Catherine, run by Catherine or Kate. She was a lovely, lovely teacher. She still is a lovely person. She really was so positive in her the way that she would teach. And I really learned so much from her because she was always smiling. She had this kind of confidence that you just, you know, you were really attracted to when she was teaching and you just loved being with her. And and you could see all the kids just going, wow. It was that positiveness, which 
I could see was changing and transforming, you know, lives. Maybe I I thought that you had to be really strict or you had to be, you know, quite not negative, but I just hadn't really experienced this positivity that she had when she was teaching. She sounds like a fantastic teacher. Yeah, and I learned a lot through her. So when we we eventually moved from Hong Kong and we went to Aberdeen and that's where I set up um, art classes for kids and I started teaching primary age after school um, and I yeah, really enjoyed that time. I was able to use um, the church that we were at. They had a really modern building and it was ideally placed. It was actually opposite the primary school. I rented the building and kind of advertised it locally. Um, And I used to get really uh, classes of, you know, six or seven kids coming along um, twice a week or so to to learn about art and we did a whole range of things it wasn't just drawing we did painting we did clay work we did printmaking so we looked at mono printing and screen printing and um, creating textures we used acrylic paint we used watercolor we we got them painting on canvases we did wood (laughs) (laughs) we just did so many different things because I just think as a as a child if if a teacher brings you pencils or or paints you know you'd normally think oh I want to have a go at the paints (laughs) yeah it was just really nice to be able to open up them to a whole world of art rather than just maybe one way that they might have known and it's amazing the pieces that they created from that those sessions yeah that must be very rewarding to do that so this really has been something that you've been doing for years then well it's interesting because I I had a little bit of a break so I'll just finish with the Aberdeen one I also did art parties and then I also started moving into adults so there was Aberdeen um was or is like an in, quite an international port it's got a big oil industry there and so there were um lots of oil companies and I think I was approached by someone who said do you think you could bring your art classes into into this oil environment and I was like oh that sounds interesting um and so basically what what I ended up doing was running courses after work courses going into the oil companies and running classes for them in drawing and art and you know we did clay as well so very similar to like the kids primary yeah (laughs) but then bringing it into an adult environment and it was amazing because these adults you know hadn't maybe done art for years um but but just loved being able to do um something that was so different to their daily grind yeah what a great idea i never even knew things like this existed so there are so many different ways in which to teach art aren't there really even even ways you don't think of like i wouldn't have thought that after work art classes for a company were even a thing you know i guess it's just trying it out isn't it and Giving, yeah. it, giving it a go, seeing if it works and seeing mm. what the response is. I think it makes a lot of sense too, because, you know, if you know that you're straight after work, you've got a, maybe a chance to just kind of decompress and do something else, you know, with your work colleagues, maybe 
that's actually quite nice as well because you see them in a different light maybe yes yeah that's quite important then then it's it's probably quite a nice switching off time so after Aberdeen we moved down to Cornwall and into Falmouth (laughs) you get around don't you (laughs) um and I just I did one kind of course of zine making at Truro College an evening course which was all right but then I just stopped teaching then I I I kind of like felt I needed to concentrate really on my practice and I wanted to do that was when I was actually shifting more into illustration that kind of side of it just came to a natural end and then for like the next six or I think it was six years I didn't do any teaching yeah you had a big break then yeah a big break (laughs) and yeah. Uh, and then basically we were moving and you've probably heard this in, in another episode. We moved from Falmouth to Port Levin and that's when I started to see what was around me and my kind of urge to keep a sketchbook and wanted to draw everything around me. And that started igniting passion for yeah for creating in my sketchbook. And then after I had been sketching for about six months I then thought this would make a really nice activity and that's when I thought I think I'm going to try offering these as sketch walks around this area. And how did you go about doing that? How did you advertise them? So people had like seen me like I would sketch in my sketchbook and hold it hold up the place that I'd sketched in front of the actual place and I seemed to get quite a big engagement because people really liked they really like that don't it. they yeah. notice when other people do this when they hold the sketchbook up against the scene they've just sketched people really seem to engage with those posts they do. Yeah. um and I just started sharing um, about it. But I was I was trying to make a book from my sketches that I've been doing in Port Flevin. And so because I had been um, trying to engage people with that, there was like a natural interest in what I was doing. And so th- I was beginning to get people asking, well, do you do workshops, that kind of thing? So... There was beginning to get a little bit of momentum through that. And it was actually a hard one because I was like, how do I tell people about these? How do I get the word out there? And I think Facebook actually, like with their events, that actually um, really does did help because obviously friends of friends can maybe see the events. And so I advertised a little bit on Facebook as in I just made some events with the dates and times of the sketch walk. And then obviously put it on my shop online and then once one person booked on and I think I just had one person book on I was like woohoo and and I thought well I'm gonna run it for one person because that'll be that's fine (laughs) you know I've just got to start doing them and then once yeah yeah, it gives you some practice in doing it exactly um yes a good old Ingrid I think Ingrid was my first um (laughs) shout out to Ingrid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah she she was one of my first people and uh yeah she was <laughs> she was lovely um and then you're able to then start taking photos you know of people doing your sketch walks and then share that and then you just start to see and then the ball starts rolling exactly and you get mm. reviews and then I also started advertising on like 
selling it through Eventbrite and also Airbnb experiences. So when people, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, when yeah. people book into the like properties that are in the area, experiences should show up. Sometimes they don't always show up, but they should show up. And because of that, you've then got an organic connection. And then people are then thinking, oh, I'd quite like to do that or do one of those. So, yeah, that's a a long roundabout way (laughs) of where I am now. (laughs) So we're up to the present day now. Yes. (laughs) And um, this has become a large part of what you do. And would you say, would you recommend it to people? Would you say that this is a good side income? Yes, definitely. I mean... You have to remember that teaching is all about how you can facilitate, how you can um, encourage people to learn and yeah, pick up new skills. You just have to have the right mindset for teaching, I think. And obviously not think about yourself so much because sometimes I find that if I think about myself too much, I get in the way. If And I mean that like... If I'm over worrying about how I'm going to come across or how I'm going to say things and in a way because I'm thinking about that so much I'm actually then not thinking about the people that are in front of me and all I have to do then is actually just serve the people in front of me and I'll be fine. That makes perfect sense yeah so what would you say is your favourite thing about teaching? I think it is seeing people grasp what you're talking about but also seeing them enjoy it and get a lot of enjoyment from it that must be very rewarding yeah if I can see that and I can see them actually enjoying what they're doing I feel like I've done the job that I need to do (laughs) so what have you learned through teaching others so yeah going back to what I said before being confident I've learned that it's more about them, not about me. Also, my mindset is very important, that I need to be going with it with positive mindset, not a negative mindset, because that's the most important thing is as a teacher, you are modelling the mindset that your students, they'll pick up on. So if you're being quite negative about you know, things that you're doing or even like saying little comments like, oh, no, that's not how it should look. Or that's not that's not quite right. They'll pick up on that and then start saying that to themselves. So if there is like a negativity in the in the atmosphere and I'm not talking like a really negative vibe, but if people if people are coming into the class and they're already saying, oh, well, I can't draw or I haven't drawn for a long time or all I do is, you know, is stick men and they all look rubbish. <laughs> I almost have to dismantle that negativity. I have to kind of give a positive push to say, I don't want that in this environment because if you will defeat yourself before you've even, before you've even started, you've defeated yourself. So I, I try to um, make sure we have an environment of just openness and openness to what we're doing and that it doesn't matter if what you create you don't like it that's okay because it's it's part of your process want to be that encouraging voice because they will have so many negativity negative voices 
that you might not even hear, but they're maybe saying that to themselves as they're drawing, that you're having to almost come alongside them and say, you're doing great. That's really good. Keep at it. And if there's something that you th- you see and you think, oh, maybe they could do this, then say that. You, you say, have you thought about adding this? Or have you thought about trying this? Or if you do it like this, this is how it will happen. This is what will happen. So you're not like dismissing, but you're encouraging them to play and to experiment and that it's okay if it doesn't look like how they think it should look in their head. This is all fantastic Um advice and information for somebody like me who is thinking about offering paid art lessons now this is something that I have um I've kind of thought about but I've always said to myself oh I'm not a teacher I can't do it and um that's (laughs) that's the thing that's kind of held me back because so for so many years people have said to me um have you ever thought about offering art lessons And I'm just like, oh, I'm not a teacher. You know, I couldn't do that. I only paint in the way I paint. You know, I'm I'm not qualified to teach other people. What would you say to me if I said this to you? For a start, do you think it's important um, to have formal qualifications to teach art? Or is a passion for it enough? I don't think you need to have a formal qualification for it. Yeah, I don't think that should stop you. It might give you more confidence, but at the same time, you have created, you know, you've created bodies of work. You've created so many paintings that actually it doesn't, you know, I, I don't think you need to doubt your competency. And the experience you gain by doing that as well. Like I've encountered so many problems myself along the way that I've had to solve yes and so I can pass on that experience to other people yeah 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 and that's Mm. it isn't it it's whether you're willing to pass on that knowledge and whether you think yeah you want to share that with others I think you've got to realize that anyone you teach will probably pick up on how you do things and will um, probably try to imitate you in some way um, because because you're their teacher. So you, you've got to accept that that could, you know, that could happen. And are you comfortable with that? I think that I would be because um, I think only I can really paint like me because it's coming from my head and my heart and my experiences. So my idea was to teach my style of painting because people seem to be very interested in in knowing exactly how I paint and which techniques I use. And I don't feel really qualified to teach different techniques. You know, I know what I know. So I'm going to try and pass that on because art has been something that has been such a positive aspect of my life. So what I hope to do by offering lessons is just for other people to experience that joy and that focus Because um, as you and I probably both know, art can see you through some really difficult times in your life. It does give you a really positive focus. And so that's something that I would like to pass on. And um, I think that regarding people copying 
or, you know, producing work that's similar to mine? Well, I think they will do if I'm teaching them how I do things. But I hope that it's going to be like a springboard for them to eventually refine it so it becomes their style. Yeah. And that, if you think about it, that is how you learn, you know, you go to imitate, you imitate the masters, you know, when you're, you know, in the schoolwork, you're shown all different types of artists. And sometimes you're told, try and paint this in the style of Suzanne, you know, so Mm, you do that. And through doing that, through looking at, you know, the colour palette and through looking at how they apply the paint, you know, um, what, what is it that kind of gives that definite style they learn things themselves and then as they progress they then start to take you know things that they enjoy or things that work for them and adapt it so I think you're right in saying you you know you wouldn't be worried about them kind of imitating to you you to a point I think encouraging people to take up art so say if if they choose to take lessons with you because they love your style or they choose to take lessons with me because they love myself. This gives them that kind of entry into a, their own world of art, doesn't it? And more often than not, it's not for them to then go and sell what they create. It's more because they just want to in, they just want to learn and they enjoy it and they enjoy being with you as well, the the teacher, and enjoy what they're creating and then they can go back to their world and they've got now a few skills that they can engage with their environment and and look around them and then kind of draw that down and they've got something to remember it by and I often find people say that to me they'll have little messages saying I I've just looked at all of your sketches or your postcards and um, it's really encouraged me to go now and draw my environment that's lovely isn't it when that happens and that's just through sharing sharing my work because you're you can teach in so many different ways and maybe you don't realize that you also passively teach as well so I'm sure you are teaching people already and you don't even realize that people are learning from you and your practice and through what you share and a great example of that is also through YouTube by having a YouTube mm-hmm. account. I was then going to say that actually. <laughs> you, yeah, you are yeah. actually teaching already because you're sharing your knowledge, and you've you've already got tutorials on there where, and you might not think they are tutorials, but you know, doing step by step or you know how how I paint on my pebbles that is teaching, and yeah, it may not be the formal way of teaching but it's still teaching and do you know it's funny it's because um I've been doing YouTube and doing these little like mini tutorials a much much smaller version of what I'm actually planning to offer um that I realized actually you know what I think I could do this because if I'm able to do it in a five or ten minute video and people are contacting me and saying, you know, thank you for this. You've really encouraged me next time I'm out to, um, you know, to say collect some pebbles or sea glass or whatever it is and and have a go myself. And it's really getting me back into art. And that is such a lovely feeling. Because that's part of why we put our art out there in the world. It's not just for us. It's not just because we're, you know, selling paintings. That's a part of it. But it's also to encourage and inspire other people. That's becoming um, a much larger part of what I do 
And I also receive a lot of comments and messages on Instagram saying this as well. And it gives me such a good feeling every single time that somebody has perhaps taken up art or or gone back to painting, having left it for a few years, because they see what you're doing. And it's, it's, it's really lovely. Yeah. So I think, you know, you say, shall I teach? Well, you already are. You already are teaching. (laughs) I just need to do it in a slightly more structured fashion. (laughs) Um, One thing that I was thinking about while we were talking that I thought I would ask you about, um, I don't know how, you know, whether you want to go in depth about this or just give us a general idea, is how did you decide on the pricing of the sketch walks and the workshops and so on? Yeah, well, it is it is a tricky one. Um, I think I just looked at what else was on offer around my area. And you might find this did, varies on where you live. Um, but, you know, I was looking at what was around my area and what people could get, you know. So for, a sketch walk is two hours with me. You get a sketchbook and you get use of artist materials and I, at the moment, it's priced at £25 per person. And I am normally just accepting two people. So as in minimum of two people. So I know that I'm going to definitely um, cover my costs and also obviously make some money on top of that. But just have to really look at, um, I guess, the value that you're bringing and make sure that you are covering your costs as well as paying yourself. Yeah, you need to think about this, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, doing a sketch walk as well, I don't have to obviously pay for the hire of a building or, or a mm. space. And that's another thing that I've looked at when I run my workshops I've been running them in coffee shops rather than in a traditional hall or something that I hire that's a great idea because you're keeping your overheads lower aren't you but I'm also work building a relationship with the coffee shop that I'm working with and I will give them a percentage of my sales so that they're getting something also all the people who come along normally will buy drinks or snacks yeah so it's a great situation for both of you really isn't it? yeah it's there are lots of different ways you can do it but obviously you've got to work it out yourself and make sure you're comfortable with what you're um, asking for I often find as well so I also run something called drink and draw which is like my sketch party that I was doing online that was very more informal low-key it wasn't really a massive me teaching in depth it was more bringing together a group of people they can chat they can drink tea coffee and then we will do drawing as well but it was more like timed exercises so for that kind of thing I'm not going to be charging as much for say like a a more in-depth two and a half hour ink workshop on flowers you've got to work out that price points Um, and make sure that I guess you are covering the use of your materials as well yeah you have to resource find your resources so I will buy in bulk my sketchbooks from a a company that who you know works with education and so my cost price I get a better deal than if say I'm going down to um, my arts shop and buying RRP prices. Yeah, so that's good advice. You have to take all of this into consideration because obviously you want to be making 
um, as much money as you possibly can from this to make it worth your while doing it so yeah all of these different factors have to be taken into consideration and also like I guess if you are someone's asked you to do a workshop for them as well really look at the recommendation for prices for running workshops because they again vary but I I do try to look at um, I think it's artist newsletter they've got some good resources on how much you should charge for a day rate or a half day rate um, for running workshops for others and yeah you really need to make sure that you know what's been expected of you and whether you are expected to bring all of the materials and that should be then a cost an added expense on top of the fee that they're going to be paying you because otherwise you find that all of the money that they're giving you is all gone on just you buying materials for them and that 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 isn't then paying for your time or for what you're able to offer okay well this is this is all fantastic advice and I think anyone who was considering teaching I think you know you've you've really had so much experience with this and you've very generously shared a lot of information as well Um, one thing I think the final question I just am curious as to which do you prefer do you prefer sketch walks in-person workshops or online remote teaching? If you just had to do one, which one would it be and why? That's a hard question. (laughs) But (laughs) I love being able to teach, I guess, in any way. But if I had to pick just one, it would have to be the sketch walks. There's nothing that beats actually being able to go outside with someone and take them around the environment and show them everything that you love looking at and get them to draw and get them then to get that excitement you know and then you see it in their faces and they're like oh I just managed to draw this and they feel oh (laughs) and it's just there's nothing that beats that you know to see that yeah and see also what they've created and then them saying at the end oh I'm so glad I've got this sketchbook I can now go on and I can draw other things now on my holiday or on my time out you know and that that just gives gives me a lot of joy to hear that oh that's lovely yeah encourages people to get outside get some exercise get out in nature and yeah all stuff that you know we need to be doing a bit more of really thanks so much natasha for asking me all these questions (laughs) (laughs) it was a pleasure it was it was quite interesting to do it this way around where you know i'm the one asking more of the questions and just listening to your answers and yeah i really enjoyed that so natasha what are we going to be talking about next episode We're going to be talking about the advice we would give our younger selves. Brilliant. Looking forward to that one. So am I. This should be an interesting one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Do you teach or facilitate workshops? It'll be great to hear how you share your knowledge with others. As always, you can find us on YouTube, searching Creative Catch-Up or Instagram, which is at creative underscore catch-up. Until next time, stay creative, keep sharing your work and we'll speak to you again soon.